CFF presents 1% Better, a podcast about CrossFit, nutrition, coaching, mindset, and community. Join us as we embark in casual conversation to shed light on what life is like within these black and yellow walls. With episodes coming at you every Monday, you can follow along with Coach Whitney and Taryn as we talk shop about all things CFF. What episode are we on? Oh my God. 17. <laughs> episode 17. 16 and a half if you're keeping track, actually. Oh, 17% better. I just had to throw that in there. Holy cow, guys. We are 17% better today. All right. Here's what is going to happen oh in this episode. I tried to make a plan for a topic plan with Whitney here. And then we decided we were just going to free for all it. Yeah, I didn't let you make a plan, which is like totally like switched. Usually I need a plan and you're like, no, we're just going to wing it, fly by the seat of our pants. And today I'm saying that. Well, I just want to make sure that our listeners have a high quality product. They like these episodes though. Like they, the most feedback I have gotten are the last two where we didn't have a plan. Okay. Well, I'm trusting you. It's working. You. Well, yeah, I got you. Okay. Usually you say that to me too. Look at this. Oh, the tables have turned. How does that feel? Fine. <laughs> <laughs> How is it supposed to feel? I don't know. Uncomfortable? No. I, I don't know. Gross. I am adaptable. Yes, you Please are. see episode one. 1% better. <laughs> adaptable. That a, that's not what it was. What does 1% better mean? That's what that was. I know, but I thought it had to Go do Go back with... and listen to your own podcast. <sighs> Okay. Aggressive over well, here. Today. One episode is about adaptability, and that is a very important episode. So if you can find it, <laughs> let us know which episode that is. <laughs> Leave a comment. Okay, but we have a we have a hot topic of conversation before we start into CrossFit topics of conversation. Okay, go. You and I have dressed the same every day this week <laughs> without Except planning one it. Day. Well, I had that shirt in my bag. I just was yeah, wearing you, it later in the day yeah, when you, did. you were already true. gone to work. Yeah. Yeah, you showed up. It's Saturday, by the way, guys. And you showed up and we had the same shirt on. Again. What do you think that means? We need, we need more, more variety. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Or we need to, like... But we've done this in real life before, too, where we've gone out for, like, dinner or something, and it's like we've shown up with the same... I'm just going to put my jacket on so that we're not sitting together wearing the same clothes. Where were we going earlier in the week? And I'm like, we're wearing the same shirts. We had the hoodies on and we're going into the mall. (laughs) Yeah, but we had different versions of the hoodie on. Just weirdos. Just free advertising. Like, you should be thanking me for doing that. Okay, okay. (laughs) I actually wear my CrossFit function stuff when I go grocery shopping so that I only put good things in my cart. It's true. It's a real deal. My people tell me that my dad is a walking advertisement for me. Also, yeah. I believe that he every needs time more we clothes. Yeah, every time we order shirts or something, he always gets one and then he gets all the hoodies and he'll wear shirt plus hoodie plus hat all together when he goes out for coffee He's at just McDonald's. Some pants. Get him some sweatpants. I should put a I should sponsor his cycling bike for his oh, 50k you a day. Should. No, he asked me to put the logo on his spandex shirt and I said no. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. <laughs> oh, he's awesome. Um, my parents also have CrossFit Function gear, and they wear it in Ontario. <laughs> That's cool. It is. Okay. Um, anyway, free for all Saturday, which you it'll actually be Monday when you people hear this. Happy Monday, free for all. What happened this week? 
It was freaking hot in the gym. Oh my gosh. I think it's important too to make sure that we're staying hydrated. I've been reminding my classes that and my foundations people drink a shit ton of water right now. Stop swearing. Sorry. This that is isn't a, swear a family word. friendly podcast and we have to put the expletive sticker on our episodes because you always drop the S word. You did last time. This is like a rap album here. <laughs> okay. Stay hydrated. I Did you see I've been bringing my four liter milk jug? I've noticed that and it's kind of inspired me to go get one too. It's not, easy not and it's refillable jug, it's and it's recyclable. Much. So good for the earth. <laughs> but in all reality, that's what we preach in our nutrition with our nutrition clients is three to four liters, three liters on days when you don't work out, four liters on days when you do work out. Here's an easy way to measure if you have drank four liters of water, milk jug. <laughs> Yep. Except it's not a milk jug. It's actually a water, water jug, jug, but it is four liters. So there you go. drink from start to finish. You will know you have drank four liters. And people are like, well, I don't want to drink out of a milk jug. Well, that's fine. I sometimes pour, pour it into in a, a glass. <laughs> yeah. When I'm at home, I pour it in a glass. It makes me feel more fancy. Sometimes I'll put it in a wine glass. I'm not kidding. You're giving me who, that look like I'm kidding. I, who gave you that idea? Somebody smart. That was me. All right. I remember when I gave you that idea. About getting off a wine? Putting close soda years in ago. my wine glass. Yeah, it was a few years ago. So you feel extra fancy. And if you lift your pinky off the glass and you're double extra fancy. I'm pretty sure I said to you, is it like the actual wine you want? Or will the feeling of holding a wine glass satisfy your needs? And you're like, yeah, it will actually. And here we are. Then COVID struck. And <laughs> hey, but you've kept off the wine for quite some time this week. Except last night, <laughs> your face says not last night. Don't tell them. Sorry. I'm trying. It's okay. Hey, I progress. made it four out of five days this week, guys. Progress, not perfection. That is good. I'm human also. Yeah. No, oh, hey, good for you. I think that's huge. Thanks, coach. You're welcome. Okay, hot weather. Drink some water. Hot weather, slippery bathroom floors and mats. Yeah. The mats in the gym. Just be mindful. Yep. And there's really, we're trying our best to stay on top of that, but it's humid. Everybody chalk your shoes. No. <laughs> no. Um, but Cameron, who's been doing our cleaning, has been doing a phenomenal job. So if you see her, she's coming to 4.30 once in a while for classes, right? Please thank her. Give her a shout awesome. out because she is crushing the cleaning in between when we're not staying on top of that, or well, we're staying on top of it, but in between she's doing the awesome job at cleaning, which is fantastic. Um, Hot topic yesterday was yeah. torn hands. Yeah. Which we- is not something I'm proud of in terms of as a business owner, you know, with the gym, like I, that's not something I want to happen. No, like it's not a badge of honor that no. CrossFitters think it is like, it's not. If you're tearing your hands, something is going wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's not because the bars are shitty and they're all oh, they're expletive. Ooh. It's not because the bars are shitty and you're just sliding around on a normal day. Okay, so I'm gonna come back right, to yeah, that comment. On a normal okay. day. It's not because of the quality of the bars. Like no. doesn't matter what kind of bar you're is, it all stems and you're gonna hear me say this a thousand times in classes too. It all just comes back to we need to learn how to grip the bar properly. And then we also need to build that strength in that grip position. And that grip position is seen in many different ways and not just on the pull-up bar. Like that's how you grab the dumbbells, how you grab the kettlebells on a farmer carry, you know, dumbbells when you're doing any dumbbell movement, 
barbells, like deadlifts. When you grab a deadlift, you should be grabbing it in the exact same way. And I always preach it to my class. It's got to be your pinky knuckle. And you're trying to take that pinky knuckle as far as you can over top of the bar. And so when I go into a farmer carry, I'm trying to take that pinky knuckle underneath the kettlebell handle as far as I can. And you'll see right away, it puts you into that false grip, which if you refer back to Monday's workout with the muscle ups, we talked about that false grip. And that false grip is super important because that locks it in your hands. Then you don't have that friction component. Mm -hmm. And the more that we can build that strength in that position, the less sliding around you're going to have. Yes, you will have some sliding because that's just the nature of the kipping motion on the pull-up bar. But then you also have the strength to re-grip in between a couple of reps at a time back to that proper position. And you, so basically it's just like delaying the time for your hand to slide down the bar Mm -hmm. versus having no conceptualization of where that hand needs to be so you grip it right on the side of the bar and you're kipping through there and sliding around yeah absolutely you're gonna tear Mm -hmm. then you take in other factors like covid everybody's sanitizing their hands like crazy washing their hands like crazy so naturally your hands are a lot softer yeah people probably aren't taking care of their hands as much as they may have used to before the gym shut down Mm -hmm. you know then we forgot about that because you're not getting lots of touches on a pull-up bar while you're at home working out. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden the gym opens up. Wow, I'm on a rant here. Keep going. Then the gym opens up questions. and we're back on the pull-up bar and we forget all these little minor details. Like mm-hmm. cutting off your calluses and, and shaving down your calluses are super important. And okay, here's my question. Why? Why I've, I've never done that. Well, because it builds up a bunch of dead skin uh-huh. and essentially just like creates something that the bar is going to bang up against every time your hand slides. Okay. And so the more... Th- the more that that has resistance on that part, then it's just going to keep pushing up on it. And that's why the tear happens in the direction that it happens Mm because it's taking all that dead skin and that creates the flap, right? The friction underneath the dead skin. Uh We're both both staring at at our hands. (laughs) And that's, that's what happened to me. And so here I am, I've touted for how long be like, Oh, I don't tear my hands. I don't need grips because I don't tear my hands. Well, a, it was so humid in here Friday morning. Yeah. It didn't matter how much chalk I had on my hands. You know, by the fourth round after 40 pull-ups, I began to tear. But the detail is the night before I was standing in the shower looking at my hands being like, oh, I really need to take care of my hands. There's a bunch of pull-ups tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't. I forgot right. that I made that little comment to myself. And as soon as I hit round four on Friday morning, bang, here we are in this situation so it's not that i don't wasn't gripping properly because i definitely was it's not that i'm not strong enough to maintain that grip but you factor in the humidity and that i didn't take care of my hands and now i look like you guys <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. interesting there just learned something new about calluses they're important you know yeah. they're important for that barrier mm-hmm. there but mm-hmm. you, the, there's a balance between that versus having them and them being too big right yeah. And so that's why filing them down or like I use nail clippers and cut them right off or at least flat. Yeah. And that's what keeps me on top of having proper grip and strength too. keeps me from tearing. Now, when you think about grips, so people buy grips thinking that that's going to alleviate their tearing. Well, you look at what grips are supposed to do when you put the grip on, it needs to be loose off your hand mm-hmm. so that when you grip the bar, it essentially is creating that Just same yeah. callus shelf shelf yeah that the bar is gonna pull against like Mm -hmm. watch any professional gymnast they have that lip of grip right there but yet people will buy these grips and they're not educated on how to put them on they just pull it out of the bag and they think it needs to be tight as heck against their hand so a you're, you're not using the grips properly b all you've done is put 
gravel on the road instead of repaving the mm-hmm. whole road, right? Mm-hmm. I.e. learning how to grip. You've, you haven't changed your grip now. You've just put something else, else in front of it that you think is going to prevent that. Yeah. Like how many people still tear through their grips? Mm-hmm. A lot. Yeah. So let's just relearn how to grip the bar. Let's build our strength in that position. So applying that to all the skills across the board, mm-hmm. take good care of your hands and we shouldn't be in that problem. Yeah. Unless it's plus 40 and the humidity is ridiculous. Then I'll give you a. <laughs> and, but then hopefully we are recognizing when we're about to tear and then we and that was stop the next step, yeah. doing pull-ups and switch to another pulling option. Exactly. And that's having the ego to stop. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Which that's hard. Yeah. I didn't. No, I got to round four and was like, Oh shit. That's two for you. One for me. And I kept looking at you because while you're walking around coaching and I just kept my hands by my side, you know, I'm not going to look at my hands because I don't want to know. I don't want my brain to register the pain that I'm feeling or the blood that I might see. Or Were you waiting for me to tell you to not go back? I wasn't waiting for anything. I was just <laughs> so finishing my Am workout. I a bad coach for not catching that? And no, it's just you you're not paying hands? attention to me and that's fine. You trust me that I am capable of handling myself. Making smart choices? Yeah, well, clearly I can't. So I, I got to watch you now. Back to I my guess. last comment. I'm human too. <laughs> Dang, do as I say, not as I do. That was my theme from last week. Yeah, now it's mine. Okay, yeah, there we go. All human. Um, Let me circle back to that, though. I haven't torn my hands in years. Like, I can't remember the last time I tore my hands. Yeah, we know it was a humidity factor for you. So, I just want to make that clear. Very clear. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Can we talk about the grip one more time? And I'm probably putting you on the spot. Thumb under, thumb under, thumb over. Go. Well, we teach thumb under. Why? Because most people don't have the control mm-hmm. to be able to come to a complete stop if they needed to within their kipping motion. Mm-hmm. And that's just general body awareness. Mm-hmm. So it's thumb under because if you should get into a situation that you shouldn't be in, you need to be able to maintain your grip. Mm-hmm. If you put your thumb over, you lose that control. Mm-hmm. So once you're strong enough, have enough body control through the movement, then I'm fine putting your thumb over. Unless you have baby bear hands, like I do. I have to, like, I literally cannot, like, I just, my, I just can't get my thumb around the bar underneath. I'm so, little hands. I'm so close to, like, being able to hook grip the oh bar, gosh. and I'm just like, man, I wish I could just hook grip this bar and just hang on for days. So close, I got long fingers. Yeah, and I don't, so, you know, it's an anatomical thing, but it, for when we teach the movements to new people or just in general, we want you to be able to have that body control awareness to be able to come to a complete stop. And that's not hanging there and waiting for yourself to stop the pendulum. That's like I'm doing kipping swings and all of a sudden I can just stop. So that's a safety thing. That's like having your grip wide enough on a snatch so that you can bail out of the movement properly. If you get into a situation you need to. Mm -hmm. So same principle, safety. I was also at another gym and they talked about how that thumb under kind of acts as like this signal when your grip is starting to like go versus the thumb over top. Cause you kind of just like fall off instantly. All the fingers are going at the same time. You shouldn't fall off instantly though. If well, you're no. gripping over the bar. Yes. Yeah. If you're gripping right. on the side of the bar, which is how most people do. Yeah. Then yeah, for sure. You'll slide. 
And that's biomechanics. That's understanding, you know, how that movement happens, where that movement stems from in Mm -hmm. terms of in your body, things like that, like understanding the false grip and its application across the board, not just to muscle ups where it's traditionally taught. Cool. Different onion layers. Might even be a different onion today. (laughs) (laughs) Completely different onion. Um, What else happened in your week this week? I had a lot of talk with different clientele and I say different clientele as in like older members or sort of more, more veteran. I got to stop saying older members, more veteran members. Seasoned, seasoned and experienced came up in my class today. Okay. Those people, new people people and people. So I have a client who's, I have a couple of clients that are just working personal training with me that aren't involved in CrossFit whatsoever. So their goals are very specific and external to CrossFit. Yeah. And so um, the question that came up was why doesn't the gym have mirrors? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what? I realized that a lot of people don't actually know why they just know that CrossFit gyms don't have mirrors. Mm-hmm. So they don't know the why behind it. And you know, my answer is always, if you go to push your car or move your couch, do you like look in the mirror before you set yourself up to make sure that you're in a proper pushing position, your back is straight, your whatever is and you're ready and prepared to push this thing. Yeah. Like no, 99% sure you don't have a mirror available to you when you're about to push your car out of the snow. Hold and on guys, just... I can't move my car because I don't have my mirror with me today. <laughs> and that just goes back to the whole principle of real life fitness is that, you know, we want you to understand what good positions feel like so that when you get in those situations where you need to push your car or move your couch or whatever, that you can set up properly, brace yourself properly. And then at that point, you know that you're in the best position to, to perform whatever you need to efficiently mm-hmm. without getting hurt. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't need a mirror for that feedback because yeah. that's not how real life works. Yeah. And that's another thing that differentiates us from a regular type of gym. You know, obviously regular type of gyms have mirrors all around, but, yeah. and that just goes back to the goal of the program. Generally regular types of gym have aesthetic goals. Like I want to look a specific way. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that people come into CrossFit and don't have those goals, but we preach real life fitness and we want you to get the most carryover into real life. So that's not just training and movement patterns that you use. It's also understanding what your body needs to feel like to perform properly mm-hmm. and just to move well and better and do all the things that you need to do safely. Yeah. And so once I explain, especially to the people that, so it kind of went one of two ways. It was like the more experienced people. When I told them that it was like kind of cool to see their enlightenment, you know, like, Oh, I've been doing all this stuff and I never realized that it was the benefit. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have the people that know nothing about CrossFit in my PT sessions and they're just like, Oh wow. Yeah. That's like, it just built some credibility, Yeah, you know, that they're doing what they need to do, but they're yeah. also getting more out of it. So I don't know. It was kind of cool, you know, seeing it from different perspectives I guess. I think it's also a nice thing when people come in and they go, oh, hey, there are no mirrors here. That's awesome because I hate watching myself in a mirror. It makes people feel more comfortable. Yeah, but sure. that's not. That's, that's not why. Yeah, it's not why, yeah. but it's just a side yeah. side effect. That just bonus. Because of. Point. Cool. And then there are other people that do want mirrors and I'm just like, you just need to learn how to move. You need to learn how to feel how to move. Yeah. And if there is that point um, where you do want to see yourself, and we encourage this with our PT clients, like record yourself and yeah. watch it back because yep. there's a lot of benefit for that. That's in one of our podcasts. 
forget which episode, but. Oh, so I'm not the only one that doesn't remember our episodes. Well, you were like very confident in what episode it was. <laughs> I am not. So I'm owning the fact that I'm not confident about what episode that is. <laughs> but just saying. Just saying. What came up in your week? Um, I had a bunch of people finish their foundations <clears throat> and head into group classes. And I always go, are you ready for group classes? Like, how are you feeling about heading into group classes? And they're always hesitant and concerned about not being good enough or what the other people are going to think about them or doing something completely different than other people. And that's been an issue. I can understand and appreciate that, but it makes me want to just like, I'm just like, Oh, I, if only you knew yeah. you're about to find out, but if only you knew yeah, that that barrier that you're creating actually doesn't exist. Exactly. Yeah. Barriers. Episode two, I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think I feel like 99% confident about that one, but yeah, that's a huge concern that people are having. And you can try to talk it through with them and just let them know like, Hey, that is not actually what happens, but they don't know until they get into class and can experience that. Actually, somebody sent me a message when I was checking in with them that like they specifically mentioned just how super appreciative they were um, for all the modifications and things that were being made for them, like during the warmups and mm -hmm. the workouts and like the patients in the other members that mm -hmm. were explaining the workouts to them. So again, Oh my God, we're referencing all our episodes that falls back to our ambassador episode last week, but this is the perfect example. Now the new people are totally living that mm -hmm. and understanding it. And mm -hmm. so again, thank you to our veteran members that are being so patient and explaining that to help sort of break that stigma that it's okay that you're doing something totally different. And I think yesterday was a good example with the med ball cleans and the pull-ups, you know, there's 10 rounds of a hundred reps in total. And those, most of those new people didn't need to be doing a hundred reps or they didn't need the time under tension of mm -hmm. 10 reps at a time. Mm -hmm. And so, um, somebody in my class yesterday, I gave 20 rounds of five and five mm -hmm. just to help them take that time under tension off. So they still got the same volume of work done, but yeah. just in a more level that was appropriate for them because it was their very first group class. Yeah. And that workout is a lot different than the workouts that they were doing in foundations and stuff like that. So. Yeah, for sure. Well, like my six 30 yesterday with the med ball cleans and the pull-ups, I think I had everybody doing something different. That's cool. I had two people doing kettlebell deadlifts cause they had some knee issues and squatting was bugging them. I had people doing ring rows. I had people doing jumping pull-ups and kipping pull-ups with the box. And I had people doing rounds of 15 and 18 and 20. Like everybody was doing something different, but we all finished in sort of that same time domain, which was really cool. And that's the point. Yeah, right? exactly. It's like, it this really is our neat. goal. This is how we're going to hit it. Here's yeah. the different ways we're going to do it. Yeah. And so now these people, like we talk about it in foundations, like different ways to scale. This is how I'm going to make this workout appropriate for you. But mm -hmm. now they get to see it applied to them with 14 other people standing around them. And realizing it's, it's not just them. Yeah. It's everybody, whether you're a veteran or yeah. you're um, new, everybody's going to have that moment in time where I it's going to be different. I hate the con. Oh, I shouldn't say I hate, but like the one that where they say that they don't feel comfortable because other people are going to be watching them. 
It's just like, that's another part where you just need to be a part of it to understand that that is not something that happens. Yeah. Like people don't care because they are so engulfed in what they're doing and what the reasons they are there for, you know, they're in the middle of their workout too, just like you are. And they are not watching what you're doing. They might look at you like just glancing around, yeah. but shit, they are not it's paying not attention. It's not registering in their yeah. brain. Yeah. They're not like, oh my God, look at what that person's doing. It's not like that at all. And I like to tell them, and again, you have to be in the position to experience it. But when you are watching somebody, say you finish your workout first and you're watching somebody, you're watching them to like cheer them on and saying, oh, hey, look, they're lifting more weight than I saw them lift last time. Or man, they've really improved on that. And that's super awesome. Like yeah. those are the things that are coming up in their head as opposed to, and what the heck is she doing? Like, that's not, that's our culture. Yeah, and that's exactly. the culture that we've created or that our members have created within the gym. Yeah. And it's so very different than the traditional gym um, culture. And yeah, because that is a world that is more popular than a CrossFit sort of perception from the outside. Mm -hmm. People just perceive that, 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 because this is a gym, the same conditions apply, but it's not. And you know, that's the part where you have to be in the middle of it. Yeah. to truly experience it. It's one thing to tell you, but it's another to be the person that you have these 10 people standing around you helping you finish and the high, you know, the hypothetical high fives at yeah. the end. The ones we <laughs> wish we could give so badly. Yeah. And I think some of the new people who have hit their three times a week or are heading into week two are starting to see and feel that, yeah. which is awesome. And even those ones that started, you know, at the very beginning when we started yeah. And taking new clients, they're now in week three, some are starting week four, and they're they're like they're the ones that are now turning around, yeah, helping those first yeah, week people cool. finish. Yeah, that's the cool neat. part. Yeah. And I actually said that to a few people in my classes this week, like turned around as somebody with you is finishing um day five, they're redoing their baseline. And I turned around to these people and I was like, What does that feel like now that you're on the outside watching somebody do what you just yeah. did? Yeah. You know, does it make that. you as excited as the people that were standing here watching you yeah. do it, you know, because they knew how that felt. So they're cheering you on. So yeah. do you feel the exact same way now? And like, somebody was like, I, in the moment, I thought that was hard, but this is hard. <laughs> <laughs> and I just had a good chuckle. Yeah. yeah. They're like, they don't know what they're getting into right away. <laughs> yeah. That is funny. What else was new in your week or exciting in your week? I'm trying to think. Um, I don't know. See, uh, this is why we need a conversation plan. Hey, no, we're good. Uh, my teens are kicking butt, which is awesome. And a lot of them are asking when their next session starts, which I think is pretty cool. Ow, makes me excited. Yeah, that's been exciting in my week, having those guys back in here. They bring an awesome energy. So that's fun. You got nothing to say about that? No, I'm just like... It's weird seeing them in person, and I wonder if they think it's weird seeing me in person. Because they only know you on Zoom. Yeah. Well, and the dog. <laughs> no, most of them have been here before and like know who. Okay, you but are. there are some kids there that I some. didn't know. Yeah, that's true. So. Yeah. And I only recognize from the computer screen. So yeah. I wonder if they're like, "Oh, that's Taryn. I seen her in our in our Zoom. She yeah. worked out with her. I kicked I beat her, her butt. Her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I helped her PR her seven minutes of burpees. <laughs> they talk about that. They do? Yeah, that they're the reason why you PR'd your seven minutes of burpees. Well, I'll let you know where we're going to repeat that. You can show them in real life. Well, I might actually. Okay. I will keep you posted on that. Okay. Anything else? I don't know. Do we like this free for all concept? I don't mind it. 
I guess good once. It truly in a while. does feel like a dog walk now. Yeah. Just missing the dog. And the walking. He would make too much noise. Jingling with his little collar. Yeah. The update on Tucker, he is doing better. Thanks to all those that asked. Yeah. That's good. Okay. All right. Here's we, what we want to know. So we always ask the question at the end of every episode. And it's cool because actually people do follow through with this. So I appreciate it. We want to know if you like this free-for-all template. Well, it's not even a template because it's a free, it's a literal free-for-all. Do you think they ever noticed before that we had like this master plan? Well, they now know. So well, yeah, that's at least they have comparative. New. Yeah. I don't mind it. I kind of just like casual also, conversation. I have a $10 Starbucks gift card for somebody who refers our podcast to someone else and they listen. Does that like, can I do that too? Like, to, to a non-listener, to somebody who doesn't know like about... if I get somebody to listen, I can get that gift card? You can be in a raffle for it oh. or in a draw for it. Okay. Because I've got all these Starbucks gift cards for reviews. Okay. I just want to expose our word to as many people as possible. So if you get a new listener to listen to our episode, you got to let us know. And I'm going to put your name in a draw so I can give you some goodies. Okay. Challenge accepted. Deal. Does, does Let us know. Does your mom listen to our podcast? No. Okay, I'm, I'm not gonna, sure that they know how to operate I'm gonna, it. I'm going to talk to her about it. Okay. <laughs> She's going to be my person. Now my dad's going to hear the comment about not sponsoring a shirt for his bike rides. Okay. I'll pick some. Now I just look then. like a jerk. Maybe you should sponsor a shirt then. Well, okay. That's a good Christmas gift. Well, now he knows he's getting a Christmas gift. I, I'll just stop talking now. <laughs> All right, let us know if you like this free-for-all and let us know that you have recommended us to a non-listener um, who has started listening to us because um, of you. Question. Answer. What shirt are you wearing on Monday? I don't know. <laughs> Whatever comes out of the laundry first. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys.